Hi, welcome to Your Life, Your Way, a podcast series where TMU students and faculty members sharing their experience studying, working, and living in Taiwan. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's time for another podcast here with TMU Taipei Medical University. It's Your Life, Your Way. My name is Joseph Lin, and today our special guest、uh, is the assistant professor at the College of Biomedical Engineering, and he comes from England, northeast of England,、um, somewhere near a place called Newcastle that you may have heard of. Please welcome to the show. Our podcast is Dr. David J. Lundy. Welcome. All right. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great to have you、uh, with us to share your. Uh, thoughts about your life at TMU, not just about the academics, but also about what you do, what attracted you to Taiwan, and maybe even suggestions for、uh, future students who might be joining TMU in the future. So,、uh, this will be very conversational, and we just want to learn more about what you do,、uh, not necessarily on the technical side, but if you want to jump in and, and share some of your uh, uh, works, that's fine as well. So, first of all, tell us about yourself. Like, I said you are from England, correct? Yeah, I'm from a pretty small place, actually called Washington,、um, mm. up in the northeast of England, just near Newcastle.、Uh, called Washington, actually the first Washington. So I think we had ours before DC had theirs.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just kind of grew up there, went to school there,、uh, even went to university just very close to where my parents lived. It was eight miles away. I see.、Uh, and then after finishing that, I did like, I think, eight years of study there. Uh huh. So it was four years undergrad, four years PhD,、uh, and then came 6,000 miles、uh, Taiwan. Wow. That was, that was like the biggest trip I'd, I'd ever done. Wow. That is such a, a change, especially what you just mentioned, right? I mean, you've always been close to home,、uh, and, and, and going more than 100 miles anywhere is,、uh, is a journey. Now you're thousands of miles away from home,、uh, which begs the question how did you、uh, get in touch with Taiwan and TMU? Well, that's a good question. So I guess,、uh, like quite a few foreigners here, so I,、um, during my PhD, you know, met a nice girl. <laughs> and,、uh, you know, became my girlfriend. We'd been together a couple of years. And,、um, you know, we both graduated at the same time. In the end, you know, she came back, like, visa expired, and she came back to Taiwan.、Um, and I just thought, oh, you know what? I'll just come over. I'll try, you know, I'll do postdoc for two years or something. And I found a position at Seneca. Right. And then, yeah, I'm still here. So <laughs> that's, how, kinda, that, that's how you got the ball rolling. You know, you're saying girlfriend, now it's wife and, and、ah. two kids later. Yeah. Well, congratulations. There you go.、Um, very fruitful relationship, sounds like. Well, <laughs> let's talk about、uh, your field then.、Uh, you just mentioned、uh, you came here for Academica Sinica, and I guess you're already in a related subject. Yeah, so I, I, did,、um, I did my undergrad in, we call it biomedical sciences,、mm-hmm. which I, I guess the best description is、um, it's kind of like being a doctor or like learning the stuff a doctor would know, but without having to deal with patients. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Which for me was, was ideal because I kind of liked the science of、right. you know, the human body and health and disease. I didn't want to have to deal with people.、Okay. So <laughs> that actually worked quite, quite nicely.、Okay. Uh, and then afterwards,、um, I did my PhD, which was doing like artificial skin.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, for like testing cosmetics and drugs and that kind of thing, they,、mm. they banned the animal testing、mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff, right?、Mm-hmm. So they need like artificial skin、mm. they could test instead. So, Uh, that's what I was doing for my PhD, and then came over to Seneca,、um, and I was working on like heart regeneration projects. Right. At Seneca. Right. Wow. These are all、uh, interlinked together to bring you to this point right now.、Um, so, after PhD, you、mm. 
basically could go and like get a job. So you just go work at a company, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can do what we call postdoc, which means like postdoctoral, like after doctorate. Gotcha. Um, and that's kind of the academic career path. Mm. So I came to Seneca to do that, originally planning to do two years, mm -hmm. but ended up staying four. Uh, and then again, basically, after you've done a postdoc, you would either kind of leave and mm. go into industry mm -hmm. uh, or just try to get into academia, like get your foot in the door as assistant professor. So I applied for this job at TMU, yeah. had a couple interviews, submitted a, an enormous amount of paperwork, literally mm -hmm. like a phone book. Mm -hmm. stack of papers and copies of thesis and all sorts uh, and then yeah finally get this job so now I'm on the other side and I'm supervising masters and PhD students of my own now right well uh, you brought up uh, just a few minutes ago how you were glad you're uh, in a zone where you just deal with academics but not people so when you started your uh, journey at TMU uh, that was no longer the case and I assume there might be some things you'd like to share with us about uh, maybe things you wish you had known when you began your studies. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I said, like, now I'm, I'm kind of on the other side of it, but I'm, okay. still, I'm still pretty young, right? So right. for me, I'm still learning. I definitely don't consider myself like super experienced professor yet. Mm -hmm. Hope I will be one day. Um, you know, but looking back, I mean, there's definitely like mistakes I made. And now my students, I try to tell them uh, a couple things. So, so one of them is, um, I think it's okay to fail. Mm. Like you fail a lot. Like anything mm. in academia, mm. it's quite brutal. Actually, um, you spend a lot of time just failing stuff. Like when you're in the lab <laughs> doing experiments, right. right? More than often, they they don't work. Right. Most science. That's what research is all about, right? I mean, you you you're doing research to find out what is wrong with it in order to find the correct path at the end. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, you know, you might have an idea. That's kind of what it is. You come up with an idea and you test it. Mm -hmm. And like most of the time, it's going to be wrong. And that, yes. that's just kind of the way it is. Right. But a lot of students, and especially me when I started, mm. um, you sort of think like everything you do has to succeed. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I, I spend a lot of time preparing this and planning it uh, and working on it. And then it just fails. It's really crushing, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just kind of have to get on with it and just try to learn what went wrong and then yeah. try to yeah try to improve so that's that's sort of one thing i think you have to be comfortable with it right uh it's very awkward you know but <laughs> there is a a famous saying in chinese and in chinese it's a uh, which literally means uh failure is the mother of success uh encouraging people to try and try and it's okay to fail and there's also a lot of examples in other fields for instance michael jordan once you know had a, a little discussion with the youngsters telling them you have to fail in order to be who you become at the end i mean he has failed making so many free throws in his life in order to become the elite basketball player he is today so same thing with research yeah, as well makes total sense yeah mm. um and I, th I think the other thing as well is um oh and by the way the mm. rejection never ends so even uh, now like we we write grants like professors we, we try to get money right to do yeah, our research yeah most of those you spend ages writing them and then they get rejected uh, uh and then you submit papers you try to publish <laughs> stuff and they get rejected too so it just still goes on 
you just got to kind of shrug it off, and it, it doesn't bother me so much now. Wow! So this is a training uh, of how to accept rejections uh, for your life in the future as well. <laughs> basically, yes. Yeah. So don't come into academia unless you're you're cool with like being denied stuff all the time. Right, right. How yeah. about building relations with uh, with people, with your advisor, with other peers, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Yeah, I mean, it's really, really important. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. And again, like I think what it comes down to, and I said I didn't want to have to deal with people, um, mm-hmm. but now that's kind of most of what my job is. Like it's kind of like 50% science and mm-hmm. then 50% of it is, yeah, basically some kind of relationship management in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because from my point of view, we get students, right? Yeah. And students are all different. Like some of them come in and they're like, come on, let's, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they're like super driven and they want to do stuff. And I've got to be like, whoa, 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 you know, slow down, chill out, think before you act. And then right. you get other ones. They just need a, you know, they need a bit of a kicking, to be honest. And they've, you've got to kind of get them, get them moving and tell them what to do. So you have to sort of tailor that. And then it's the same, like, from student point of view. Mm. Um, so, you know, you asked me what I wish I knew. Yeah. And I think this is one of the mistakes I made because I had two advisors during my PhD. And one was very laid back and the other was very driven. Ah. Uh, and I was, like, always really awkwardly stuck somewhere in the middle. Okay. Where I would get periods of time where, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I haven't got any ideas. I'm kind of stuck. But the hands-off guy mm-hmm. was not like telling me what to do and I was waiting to be told Mm. so we ended up kind of wasting bits of time and then the other sort of driven guy Mm -hmm. was getting kind of frustrated because I didn't seem I didn't know what was happening and I wasn't up with the plan Mm. and that kind of thing so you know I think as well for students they have to also like manage their advisor if that makes sense like Ah. you know you have to tell your boss right what they want right or what they want to hear right right so so if they were very do you know what I mean? Like, I heard this term. It's called managing up the chain of command. Oh, uh, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, that's kind of the opposite heard, of, yeah. of micromanagement, which is some uh, something that we're more right. familiar with. But uh, yes, right. my, my, uh, managing up the chain is also something you have to yeah. keep on your mind. I mean, it's a really, really weird uh, position to be, actually, mm. to be a student, especially graduate student. Mm-hmm. You know, you do mm-hmm. a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. You are really there just to learn. Like, you just get right. taught things. Right. And your job is to soak it up like a sponge and just retain it, right? Correct, correct. When you get to master's or PhD, your job is like, is to sort of change. Like you, you have to transition and you're supposed to be independent. I mean, that's what it means, right? If you have a doctorate in mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you should be fairly independent, like able to do things by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's a weird position because it's like you have a boss. Yeah. And you're a student. So there's a very clear, like, you know, up and down hierarchy. Right, right, right. But then at the same time, you're supposed to be independent mm-hmm. while still being under someone. So it's, it's kind of weird and you have to get that balance. <laughs> and that's how you right develop somewhere. a mind of your own through your PhD program. Yes. Uh, talk about resources that you have used or any resources that have helped you along the way. For students, probably the best thing is like any source of kind of motivation that, that you might have. Mm. I think that's really important because, again, this this journey, if you're talking about a PhD, like in Taiwan, it's kind of four to six or even seven years. Wow. Yeah. It's really long. Right. (laughs) So you have to be, you know, mentally prepared to do something that long that is also going to involve a bunch of failure. Right. Right. So, you know, I've got a student who he really likes doing bike rides. Mm -hmm. So when he's not constantly failing at experiments in the lab he goes out and just rides around the circumference of taiwan Mm -hmm. and that's what keeps him like sane you know and functional right right so so you know i think anything like that 
is a good idea. So for me, um, I try to read, you know, useful books and listen to podcasts and that kind of thing that will yeah. give motivation and, and um, you know, try to kind of keep you positive and stop you from whining and complaining. Absolutely. In general, to, to find a balance between study, work, and life is very important uh, as a uh, whether it be a PhD student or even uh, as an assistant professor here in Taiwan at Absolutely. TMU. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. So I, yeah, for me, try to keep fit, physically fit. And then hopefully, you know, that that like energy and that that feeling of being in shape is going to kind of translate to your your mental processes and that kind yes, of Yes, yes. Being physically fit and mentally in shape. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have uh, David here. Maybe tell us how should a student pick uh, their professors when they come here to TMU? Yeah. So it's a good question. And, um, you know, once you get accepted, once you've got your your offer, mm-hmm. obviously you should be on the website. You probably mm. should have done this anyway, right? Get on mm-hmm. the website. Every professor's got a page and it tells yes. you all about us, like where we went to school, what projects we're doing, what our field is. You can go look at our our publications, and you can go see it and see whether it interests you. Right. Um, and I think you know you've got to you've got to find somebody where what they do actually like interests you. That that's okay. really important. Um, again, if you think about it, PhD might be six, seven years. Right. That's mm-hmm, that's a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. So if if you're not really passionate about something. Mm. that could be extremely miserable, right? And when you go through all those failures, yes. you don't have that underlying interest. Absolutely. That is going to be a, a really, really bad period of your life, right? Right, right. So that's kind of the first thing is make sure you're interested. The second uh-huh. thing is just actually meet up and make sure you have some kind of like natural rapport or something, you know, make sure you can actually talk. Um, you know, when your advisor is like really, really excited about a project, mm-hmm. if you're not excited... It's mm. probably not going to work, mm. right? Mm. Mm. And the same for me. Like, I mean, I've met students where they've seemed great on paper and they mm-hmm. write really nice cover letters telling you like how amazing they think your work is and they really want to come and mm. you meet up and then you can just feel from them like something's off. You know, they're just not, they're not into it or it's awkward or you can't really understand each other. Like I get very excited and I talk quickly uh-huh. and I see their face like glazing over All Right, and I think, oh, Right. Okay. Not going to work. Right. Right. It's not, not going to be able to do. It's not a long-term relationship we're looking at. It, it sounds like it's it's even more particular or more meticulous than going into a romantic relationship. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of things to consider here, uh, but to be able to have someone that you can work with and communicate is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's not easy to get divorced either. You know, once you <laughs> once you commit, if you have to change to another lab, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to start day one again. Mm-hmm. basically new project and it's also horrible for the advisor as well Correct. because like they've probably put you know not just time but they've put actual money resources that kind of thing into you mm-hmm. at that point um so you know nobody wants that to happen and i think that's why getting it right at the beginning is is so important mm-hmm. uh, and we also have something called the mentor scheme where every student is given like a designated member of faculty to be their, you know, kind of like go-to person with any problems that relates to their study. Wow. That is brilliant. So so if you, if you're starting something and then you realize like, oh no, I I hate my advisor, Uh for example, uh, you can go to a kind of independent person to talk about it. And and they're going to act as like a bridge basically to 
help like smooth over any problems. Like if if you're saying, oh, my advisor is being totally unreasonable, uh, they might be able to give you some kind of perspective. Okay. So once again, TMU offers uh, what's called an academic hub page, and you can check out the website and read about every professor's profiles, publications, what they do. And if you can go meet and talk with them, that is absolutely recommended. And uh, really put yourself up uh, in front and be able to find out if this is the right fit and this is what you want to do is so uh, important in this process. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So let's talk about being a student. Uh, What do you think makes a good student versus a great student? Yeah, so a a good student, I think, is one who, you know, they they get the fundamentals right. So in Mm. other words, they, you know, they they submit their work on time. They turn up to things they're supposed to turn up to. You know, Mm -hmm. those kind of basic things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think communicating clearly is important. Mm -hmm. And, and coming up with your own solutions. So like, don't come to me and say, oh, you know, I've got all these problems and this is not working. And I, you know, okay, fine. Tell me it's not working. Tell right. me what you're going to do about it. Right. And I will, you know, try to help you adjust the plan based on my experience. And that's a good student, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A great student uh, is one who's got all of that Mm. But then it's also, they've got like extra motivation and they mm. go and generate ideas by themselves. Mm-hmm. So in other words, they're going to read papers and they're going to find out what's happening and they're going to say, oh, you know, I saw this thing and I'm thinking this is similar to us. So what we could do is this or that. And can we try it? And here's mm-hmm. what I need to try it. Here's the support that I need from you. Mm-hmm. I think and that that makes a great student. Right. In other words, again, a student that can take charge and be a little yes. bit more proactive in, in all the research and studies and to be part of uh, the solution at the same time, uh, exactly. rather than just be a whiner, uh, which would be a bad <laughs> student. You didn't even mention that. But uh, I know yeah. a lot of students may get into that zone and, and, and blame, <laughs> put the blame on others rather than just yeah, taking right. a charge and, and, and owning it and, and trying to, you know, we're in this together, the professors in it uh, as well. And Absolutely. You guys want to, you know, make it work as a team. So, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, it. team. Exactly. Exactly. Well, perhaps you can give some recommendations or suggestions uh, uh, to students who are going to be coming uh, in the near future mm-hmm. and how to right. uh, get off uh, uh, for a very productive uh, start here at TMU. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, well, TMU offers lots and lots of courses for you mm-hmm. uh, when you get here. So, obviously, there's there's academic courses mm-hmm. right so for example in college of biomedical engineering mm-hmm. uh, we will give you training in biomedical engineering mm-hmm. obviously right yes yes um and it's going to kind of teach you the, the fundamentals like what you need to know for that but then for like for your research um there's also training courses in all of the different techniques and pieces of equipment so if you have no idea how like mass spec and hplc works mm-hmm. uh, flow cytometry like all of these techniques Mm-hmm. You can go on training courses and learn about those things. And they're all free. And they oh. have English versions and Chinese versions. So you can just go uh, and they will actually teach you how to use the machine, ah. you know, what samples you need, what the results look like, how to understand them, how to interpret them. And then once you know that, it really, really helps your, uh, your scientific work, right? Because then mm-hmm. you've got this idea of like, oh, there's a tool I can use mm-hmm. for doing this problem. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that's a really important one is try and just get on as many courses as you can. And, and TMU 
Um, the colleges offer them and the core facilities, like our equipment facility, they offer them as well. And you can go get training in all sorts of things. If you want to learn about putting mice in a maze and mm-hmm. testing their memory and watching them run around in a little maze, yeah, uh, you can do that, <laughs> you know, and make them run on treadmills and that kind of thing. Uh, that sounds like something fun to do. <laughs> right, right. So even if you think maybe you're not going to use it, right, you think, oh, I'm doing a, you know, brain regeneration project. I'm never going to yeah. need this. Yeah. Uh, you know, you never know. You might as well go and learn it, right? If it's free, mm-hmm. just go and do it. Okay. Um, so TMU, Taipei Medical University, does uh, provide a lot of these training courses uh, right. for, for, for students, and they're free, and you should capitalize on that and utilize it as much as possible to get a good start. 100%, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing as well, like if someone's going to join my lab, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they've already contacted me, in summer and they're going to come join in September, I'll tell them to go and do reading, like start reading, Mm. learn who is who in the field, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're going to, you know, if you're going to go work on stem cells and if you don't know who Shinya Yamanaka is, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're not doing a very good job of, of work. That's why I'm not in this industry. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, any final advice you have for uh, students out there, anyone who's listening to the show, um, whether it be uh, academics or how to build better relations with the advisor, your professor, etc., making plans, perhaps you can uh, share that with us? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, like I said, apart from just getting those fundamentals, right, is like read, learn the terminology, learn who the most important people are in your field mm-hmm. you know so if you're doing eye research mm-hmm. who are the best eye researchers in the world what universities mm-hmm. are they at what are they mm-hmm. doing right you've got you got to know that stuff first mm-hmm. um and then obviously when you come when you actually start day one mm. um yeah i mean like get a get a calendar or like get a you know organize yourself right use use the apps on your phone Set your appointments. When is my homework due? When's the lab meeting? When's that presentation? Right? You, you just get all of that stuff sorted. It's not that difficult. You just organize mm-hmm. yourself, right? Get all of that done. And then, yeah, start, like you said, make a plan, right? Decide, um, you know, you can start thinking really early. It's like, okay, I'm doing this project. Mm-hmm. How can this project be broken into some chunks, right? Okay. Because, mm-hmm. like, a thesis is is a big long thing right it's going to end up about about this thick right maybe like five to eight centimeters thick hundreds of pages Mm. it's not just start to finish like one piece of work it's broken into chapters Uh so you need to think how is my project going to be broken into chapters like what Uh should i get started on now Uh what can be Uh chapter one Uh what can be chapter two and then decide how much time you want to allocate to each of those right so if you're doing a master's and it's two years and you're going to have four chapters, mm-hmm. then you've got a pretty obvious roughly six months per chapter, right? Correct. And that's like a guide to keep you on track. I know this sounds really, really obvious, right? But you'll be surprised how many people are, are like starting their second year and uh-huh. they're still like chapter one. <laughs> right. Introduction of chapter one. Like so, you said, it may, it, may, it may be trivial, but uh, when you're in it and if you started to procrastinate or you started to lose track, it's, it's right. easy to to be idling actually and not Absolutely. keep up with yeah. the schedule and, and, right and losing track that's 100% right because you'll mm-hmm. often find there's a lot of things you can do mm-hmm. but are they things you should do that's mm-hmm. not the same right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So you've got to have a, a goal in mind. And you should only mm. really change course if it's mm. like so compelling that it would be stupid not to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you should just kind of stick with what you were trying to do in the first place, in my opinion. Mm. Be very goal-oriented uh, is definitely uh, very important. I believe so. I believe and, so. And, and, yeah. and like you said, you know, this relationship uh, with your studies is going to be so many years that it's easy perhaps to lose, be lost in it and, and lose track of, of time and whatnot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like we're coming down to the tail end of today's Your Life, Your Way, our podcast with TMU. And perhaps uh, David here could once again share with us, for anyone uh, who is interested to come here to Taiwan and, and do their studies at TMU and become who you are as well in the future, um, tell us about living in Taiwan and any other advice you might have on this front. Yeah, so, so my advice for students um, would be, yeah, it's actually very easy to, to get along in Taiwan. It's, it's mm. really not that difficult. Like the mm. language situation is, is getting better. TMU um, is putting like massive effort into making everything bilingual. So all okay. the websites now, they're bilingual. The vast majority of systems that, that we have to use, they're all bilingual. So, you know, it, it's, it's actually pretty easy right. uh, to navigate. Uh, of course, we've got OGE as well, who's our Office of Global Engagement. Uh -huh. um, and so that they're kind of helping uh, foreign students to fit in, mm -hmm. which is which is very important. And they're also the ones who deal with like scholarships and and that kind of thing. Um, we've also got a lot of like mental health kind of services. So that you know, it's kind of natural that people far away from home, they they may get lonely or they might they might have problems or feel homesick or that kind of thing and we've got services uh there to support them mm. on that. so all mm. of that's kind of helping mm. uh, students to fit in and then i guess the other part is like it's what i said right at the beginning it's just kind of embrace it that it's going to be difficult mm -hmm. right it's it's a weird role to fit in because you're you know with all these like new students mm -hmm. um and, and it's kind of weird like what is my role right i'm here to like i'm here to work and to study, and to be independent. Um, and, you know, all of those other things, you need, to, you need to trust your advisor's advice. Right. But then your job is also to question everything. Mm. Right? And then you also need to be a scientist. You need to be, like, precise and detail-oriented. Mm -hmm. But you also need to think about bigger picture, and you need to graduate, right? So you can't get stuck mm. in the minutia all the time. So, it, you know, it's this kind of, like, weird position that... I think you just got to go and do it and just accept that it's going to be right, weird. Right, right, right. Just go for it, you know. <laughs> but 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 to have this uh, sense of community within uh, the school, uh, whether it's uh, your advisors or, again, these counselors that are there to help mentally or, or with your academic work, is so important. And these are basically like life lessons that you're learning uh, in this process as well uh, as you join in on the program. So it's great to, to know that, to have this uh, greater sense of being part of a community and what you work here is uh, is one whole body together, you know, and that you guys are here to help uh, any any students uh, if they need any help. Again, we've been talking to the assistant professor of the College of Biomedical Engineering at TMU, Taipei Medical University, coming from England, is Dr. David J. Lundy. It's been a pleasure talking to you for the last few minutes. You too, you too. And thank you so much. Again, it's Your Life, Your Way with Taipei Medical University. My name is Joseph Lin, and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Your Life, Your Way is brought to you by Taipei Medical University. To get more content sent directly to your device, 
you can subscribe to our program on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.